Welcome back to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley, 1380 KLIZ, the fan, 105.1 FM as well. Also at lakeswoodsandirons.com and wherever your podcasts are sold, you can find us under Lakes Woods and Irons. Lots of good shows there this year. You can go back and find some of our uh, really, really good podcasts so far this year. So if you have a show you're interested in, easy to go find. Uh, this se- uh, port- this segment brought your way by Le- uh, Craigan's Legacy Courses and also by the T-Hive, custom apparel for your business, event, team, or family, online at tehive.com. Chris, uh, what a week, man. What a weekend. It was kind of uh, must-see TV on Sunday there when things tightened up a little bit. Kepka looked for a moment like he might run away and hide, and then he did not, so it was really fun to see. Yeah, it was some great drama down the end, and and just just what you want out of a major championship. And uh, Brooks Kepka played great. Uh, you know, he he he's a he's a generational player, and he you know whether you like him or not, uh, incredible. Uh, when he when he is healthy, he's the best player in the game right now. Uh, then the whole thing is he's got to stay healthy, but uh, played played beautifully all four rounds, and it, it was quite a deal. Yeah, it really was. There was lots of good stories. We uh, should mention Michael Block and his extraordinary performance in the tournament. Scheffler was right there Thursday and Friday and then had an off day on Saturday, which he doesn't have too many of. He came back and played well no. on Sunday, but he'd gotten too far back on Saturday. Yeah, t- tied the low round of the day on Sunday at five under. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, his run, his run, in, in just tournament golf, but in in majors, has been amazing over the last two years. Uh, you know, his, it, the, the last the last several months, were, what's really let him down is that his putting hasn't been as good as it, you know, was leading up to up to this. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. But otherwise, you know, he. Uh, awfully impressive play and uh you know victor hovland is uh you know he he he's probably now the best player in the world not to have won a major <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah he might be but but you know his his performance was incredible and he he really got got unlucky on the on the on the 16th hole when he you know drives in the fairway bunker and then uh then he, he, you know, hits it into the, the side wall of the bunker, and uh, pretty unlucky break there. Yeah, the ball plugged in there, almost in the identical spot where Corey Connors had done it the day before, which was really strange. I mean, and Connors was in, yeah. was leading the tournament when he did it, um, right on Saturday. Yeah, plugged Corey Connors really, yeah, Connors never recovered after that. No, no. He hung around par, but you know, didn't uh, have any more birdie stre- stretches. No. What, what's What's interesting there, Mac, is that uh, those, those bunkers, the sod on the walls of those bunkers was was newish, uh, really from the, this last fall, this spring, and um, you know, it was much softer than they would like it. And I, I think both of those guys really got unlucky hitting. You know, typically that ball would have bounced back in the bunker. 
Yeah. And they would have had a, you know, it wouldn't have been as severe a penalty. It's still, you know, you still left it in the bunker, but where they both had to drop, he had no chance of really advancing it too far. So Right. And you've already got the stroke. They would have, in the bunker, they'd have been, you know, essentially a one-shot penalty and what wound up essentially right. being a two-shot penalty. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Extraordinary that it happened twice, which was... And they, I like, I do like, I don't like it when the rules officials come out and they say, well, it isn't in the sand and it isn't in the, you know, it was, so it wasn't, it was plugged in the, like you say, in the sidewall. So it was, they got to move it, whatever it was, six inches or so. And then a club length from there, like you say, the stances were just ridiculous. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I mean, no chance. All you could do is, is get it back in play and no chance of trying to advance it onto the green or up near the green. So, right. I think that bad break there. Have to go a long ways back in any PGA major to see two guys at that level essentially blade them into the face of the bunker. <laughs> Not blade, but yeah. They said that they thought that Connors wasn't maybe taking enough loft when, when he swung on which club he chose. So, yeah, I, I did not see that one live. I just saw the replay. I didn't really. I think he hit tried to hit nine iron out of there. Was that was yeah, that the club he hit? That's nine? right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pr- probably just need a little more loft. And in in, uh, uh, in Hovland's case, I mean, you know, he just had, he had such a the ball was so far below his feet that uh, you know pretty typical miss in that position where he'd hit a little thin. But I, I I don't think it ever entered his, his thoughts by his reaction. Kind of like Hovland's demeanor, kind of that classic Scandinavian, not smirk, but kind of a smile on his face all the time, no matter how it's going. And yeah, he'll probably he's he's been right there. They say he takes a a few too many chances uh, in in the majors once in a while, and uh, that's a lesson hard learned for some of the guys. Yeah. You know, he, and he, he's, he's still young. I think he's 25 or 26. And, yeah. uh, I, I remember why, when he won the, the, uh, uh, as an amateur, he played it, played in the masters. I think he, he had won the, uh, either the Asian Pacific amateur or another event to qualify. And, uh, I followed him that first masters for probably four years ago. And he, he was, incredibly impressive uh as an amateur in that event and um you know he, he he's destined to to win multiple majors I, I think yeah i think you're right i heard chambly say something this week about nine of the last 10 majors have been in their 20s and usually they say the prime of career is kind of between 30 and 40 a lot of times in golf Right. Chamblee said nine out of ten, and then of course that would have been until Kepka. I think Kepka's thirty-three or something like that, isn't he? That that is correct. Yeah, yeah thirty-three. So in his thirties. So, and the uh, other, the outlier was the fifty-year-old Mickelson's win a few years, a couple of years back within the last ten majors. I think he won the PGA right before he went to live. So, yeah, <clears throat> pretty interesting. Yes. Yeah. Rory early on was uh, not very good again. He plays himself out early and then plays pretty well the rest of the weekend. That's kind of become a habit almost. 
Yeah, you know, the the longer Rory goes without another major win, I think the more difficult it's it's becoming for him. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, shoots shoots one under the last round and really just couldn't, uh, you know, really couldn't get anything going. He, you know, he, it would have been a very long shot for him to after after three rounds to come back and win, but really just couldn't couldn't quite get it going and, and made too uh too many first round mistakes like he like he's prone to do recently in the majors yeah you could have made a lot of money back in 2014 if you'd have bet somebody that McElroy wouldn't have won a major in the next nine years <laughs> no that's exactly right exactly right yeah all right, we'll be back with uh, Steve Bankston, the uh, general manager and PGA professional out at Whitefish. We'll have a good segment. Steve's got a couple things coming up he wants to talk about. So we'll be back with that after this on Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. And also find us on uh, Facebook and wherever your podcasts are sold. This uh, segment brought to you in part by Ernie's on Gull with deck and patio seating, weather permitting, and unmatched Gull Lake view. Open daily year, uh, daily at 11 year-round. You can check them out on Facebook and also by Whitefish Golf Course and Pequot Lakes, an experience that never disappoints. One of the area's premier 18-hole championship courses. And by coincidence, Chris, our guest is from the Whitefish Golf Course. How about that? Yeah, I want to welcome to the show Steve Bankson. Steve is the general manager and PGA professional at Whitefish. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Steve and Chris, just a a question for both of you. Is your chest kind of puffed out after the PGA professional showing at the PGA championship this last weekend? <laughs> that was uh that was quite a deal michael block what a, a cinderella story you know it's uh the game of golf so good for the game of... right yeah, yeah exactly i uh, thought all you guys have to feel great what a cool story yeah such a you know good presentation for pga professionals and, and a good story too yeah, you know everybody likes to see the yeah everybody likes to see the the small town guy or the come from behind guy or whatever. And, and, uh, I mean, just to be able to hang in there for a guy who's, you know, by day working, playing maybe one round a week and competing at the highest level is pretty neat. Yeah, it sure is. Pretty wow. amazing performance. Amazing right. performance and incredible attitude. Right. That was the big, that was the big yeah, takeaway right. I think on that. Yeah. So, well, Steve, for uh, for our listeners who aren't familiar, uh, give us a little uh, uh, rundown on Whitefish and where you're located and uh, kind of the history of the golf course. Yeah. Well, we're located, you know, five miles north of uh, Pequot Lakes, kind of halfway between Pequot Lakes and Cross Lake. Um, we've been here 55 years, par 72, 18 hole golf course. Um, one of the first golf courses in this area, carved out of the trees, fantastic and wonderful condition, fantastic 18-hole golf course. It really is a, it's a good test for, you know, low handicappers um, to high handicappers. So it kind of has a, 
unlike a lot of golf courses, it has a wide following for people of, of all different abilities. So, um, it's a, you know, like I said, it's in great shape, came through the winter in fantastic conditions. So we're really looking forward to 2023. Steve, you've got your, uh, we're coming up on Memorial Day weekend here and, uh, you've got a, a great event for, uh, for veterans coming up Monday. Yeah, the Homeless and Wounded Warriors of Minnesota is a wonderful local organization that uh, raises funds for just that, Minnesota veterans, local uh, Minnesota veterans. So unlike a lot of national um, charities, this is a, a local charity and, and the, the dollars stay local to these you know veterans. So um, it's a four-person scramble, 18 holes, 10 a.m. shotgun on Monday on Memorial Day. There's still a couple spots available if somebody's interested. Um, yeah, it's a great group. Um, you know, something that I think all Americans are, are proud of is our military, and it's fun to be part of something that gives back. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure, sure a lot of teams yeah. with, with vets are there already, and they're looking for maybe a few more. Yeah, yeah, it's almost full. We got uh, a couple spots available, as I said, and um, typically we'd want to try to fill that up. Um, and veterans are playing in it. Like you said, we have a, you know, a good portion of the teams have that. So it's well supported by, you know, the local legions and, and VFWs. So we're happy about that. Kind of look forward to a fun time on Memorial Day. Yeah, and they just get a hold of guess get a hold of the clubhouse to get in, I would guess, at this point. Yep. Call the golf course at two one eight five four three four nine zero zero and uh we'll see if we can fill up those last two spots. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Steve with the you talked about Steve, the tree line, an original course, fifty five years old now. Do you have a couple signature holes that you or maybe there's a birdie hole that you like or just a hole that you love in general at Whitefish? Yeah, I think most yeah, I think most people would say that hole number twelve, it's uh it's kind of Augusta ish. Um so it's a short little par three over the water. Um beautiful hole, nice topography. You know, it plays from hundred and five yards at the lowest up to hundred and sixty five yards from the back tees, so beautiful hole. I mean, I think that by far is, you know, what most people would say is the, the signature hole. And then number five is uh, the front nine is a par five that, you know, is a challenging little par five that you know, plays in the low 500 yardage range, but the last 100 yards are uphill. And yeah. it has a really nice view looking back down the, down the fairway from the green. And I think that's probably the second hole that people would say, you know, from a picturesque standpoint, looking back. They're like, wow, it's a it's it's a neat little view. Yeah. I remember the hole. I don't think I beat the hole, but I remember number five pretty well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it might have taken advantage of me, but it was it was pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good hole. Mac, I can't imagine any hole taking advantage of you. <laughs> you conquer that golf course. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, if I play it enough times I can usually get them one at a time it's stringing like nine together that is the real difficulty for me (laughs) was that when we played out here did did, did we play together was that in that one time i played with we did a live remote i 
don't know. Or is that somebody else? That might have been. Yeah, I think yeah. we did a live remote. That was somebody else, probably. Then sorry about that. No, that's okay. It's a good idea, though, for the future. It is a good idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Steve, Steve, do you have some uh, uh, membership programs that you offer at Whitefish? We do. We have uh, right now. We have a pretty robust membership, actually. So one of the areas courses that you know actively is seeking members and and um we have a weekday membership program a seven day a week membership program a twilight membership program for those that uh maybe find their playing habits are in the afternoon or you know they're working during the day so um those membership options are unlimited we also offer a, a cabin card program which you buy a number of rounds and you can share those with family and friends and use those in a little bit different way than a, an individual or a couple unlimited membership. So we have a lot of options. Um, like I said, robust membership program. We have uh, 320 members. So it's an active golf course with a lot happening and a, and a very full schedule. Good youth program out there, Steve. I know Pequot's been quite good in the golf in recent years. You get some of their players, I assume. Yeah, we just finished up uh, 35 fourth, fifth, and sixth graders, a spring program for them. So, yeah, and then we move into the summer and expand on that program and, and uh, try to keep them rolling. Get them in the game young. Chris loves that attitude. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, Steve's always been a big proponent of junior golf in our area and has got a lot of those uh, – kids in that part of uh, the Brainerd Lakes area started in the game, so it's good stuff. Clubhouse-wise, amenities and uh, food available when you're done or, or beginning to play, Steve? Yep, full, full bar, full menu, uh, very uh, active lunchtime menu, so people are stopping by. You don't have to be a golfer. We have people coming in off the street. Um you know, and and uh, nice patio view overlooking the the ninth hole. So it's a nice outdoor seating area, beautiful inside seating, and open to the public. So stop by if you're in the area. Love to have you. Really nice location. Yeah, there's a, a lot of people like me don't golf every day, but eat pretty much every day. <laughs> <laughs> Mac, that's that's one of the things I'm best at <laughs> yeah. is is eating. So, right. eating and drinking. All right, Steve. Anything Steve, else? Steve, anything wanna... else? Yep. Uh, anything else you want to share about whitefish or anything you've got coming up this summer? I think I think, I think our schedule. We got a robust tournament schedule. We have a number of events open to the public. Um, pretty much one a month, all the way through the end of the year. So you can check out our website at whitefishgolf.com for our tournament schedule that's on there, and and uh, give the pro shop a call if you want to sign up for anything. All right, and give us that number again right. for the for the Memorial Day tournament as well, Steve. Two one eight five four three four nine zero zero. Steve, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, thanks for hosting that event this weekend. We all. Uh, we all owe a debt of gratitude to uh, those who have served our country. Yeah, you're welcome. We look forward to having the event, and uh, you guys have a great summer, and hope to see you out here. 
Yeah, we'll have you on again a little great. later in the summer, Steve. That'd be great. All right. Thanks, Mac. Thanks, Chris. That's Steve Bankston out Thank of Whitefish, Steve. PGA professional and uh, general manager out there. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fan, 105.1 FM, also lakeswoodsandirons.com. And wherever your podcasts are sold, you can find us under Lakes, Woods, and Irons. This segment brought to you in part by Shannon's Auto Body with a new location coming to East Brainerd to better serve their customers. And by Craigan's Legacy Golf Courses. Special guest today is uh, Brian Wallace, Brainerd uh, Warrior Boys head golf coach. Brian, how are you, my friend? I am great. Uh, thanks for having me, Mackie. How are you doing today? Yeah, good, good. Been uh, been golf weather uh, a few days this week, although I had the brains to go out on Wednesday night when it was about 40 degrees. Oh, uh, my hands yeah. Are, I... My hands are still cold. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I was out there as well. I had one day to golf for myself this week, and it happened to be that 40-day that yeah. day, you know, 40-degree day. Man, it was cold. But wow. It, it was very chilly. But well, thankfully, we're into the good weather now, and uh, hopefully we can ride this wave for, you know, the next couple of weeks. Brian, you guys have been in a competitive conference and section for the last several years, always uh, always one of the teams battling near the top and kind of the same story again this year. Uh, ended up third in the conference after a uh, uh, meet this last week and sections are coming up, correct? That's correct. You know, we used to score the conference championship over the course of the year. And, and uh, three years ago, we went, we decided to go to a different way of scoring for the team. Um, the determining who's the the conference champion and it, <clears throat> now it's a, a, a two-day meet uh two different locations to end our season and that happened this is this, this week on monday and tuesday the first day was at ricori at rich springs and the second day was at fergus falls so uh combined two-day total team-wise that determines who wins the conference and and you're right i mean we've we've battled for many many years a few years we've won it uh, but it's generally Alexandria and us and maybe one other team that are fighting for that top position, even when we used to score it the other way. And it really didn't change much when we went to this new format. It's Alex and us, and, and now Sartell is sort of in the mix with um, with some really good players this year. Yeah, yeah. So and, to, and to, they walk. Go ahead. Uh, well, so Sartell wound up actually over the two days beating Alexandria by one stroke. And if you think about that, six guys, four counting four scores and <laughs> a two-day tournament, and they beat them by one stroke. And and we were we were right behind that, a few strokes be, behind uh, Alex. But it came down literally to the last hole, and, and uh, Sartell has a really good player. His name is Lance Hammock, and he shot 66 on the second day and, and sealed the deal. That was, that was really fun to see. Boy, 66, that's a... Uh... That's rarefied air for for some of us. That's for sure. I, I always I always get to sixty six every time I play. But yeah. you got to quit after uh, about ten holes. Yeah, then I keep going for quite a while after that sixty six yeah. swing. 
Yeah, you know, he. Uh, it was. It's funny because uh, our our last regular conference meet was down at Alexandria, and he set a CLC record shooting 65 at the Alex course from the back tees, and we're all just like, "What? How? You know, how did this happen?" And the kid is amazing. And then uh, we turn around on Monday of this week and played at Ricori, and I think his number was 82. So he went from 65 to over 80, and then on Tuesday, shot a 66. Wow. <laughs> so you figured it out, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he's like us in some ways. You can't figure out the game of golf sometimes, that's for sure. And when you think you have it figured out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we it's saw a, each other on the range the other day, and uh, it was not much getting figured out for me anyway. Well, you know, even at our age, we still try to tinker with the game and figure it out, right? I mean... I told uh, we had our last day as a team on Wednesday, and, and I told those kids, you're so far ahead, having come out for, for high school golf, you're so far ahead of almost all the people in the world that try to play golf and having this base. And later on, when you, you get older, you'll still be working on it, but you will be ahead of most people because you started at a young age. Yeah, without a doubt. <clears throat> Brian, talk about your guys a little bit. I know this year's team's a little different, uh, heading towards sections now. Uh, talk about a couple of your leaders and then uh, the way it's going to work out for sections. Yeah, so in our conference, uh, which is, is very competitive, we had two all-conference kids. That means they're in the top 14 in, our, in the conference. And Dawson Ringler uh, and Max Holmstrom uh, were able to get those all-conference honors and and the, this the conference final dawson actually uh was <clears throat> excuse me uh third over or second third overall um and shot a 74 in the second round max was right behind him so they've been solid as a rock the whole season they're going to be part of our section team um we had a third uh player ryan gerlich who uh did well in the conference meets <clears throat> enough to get all con- all conference honorable mention and that's anywhere from uh, position 15 through 20 so he was he was right there as well um, now that's for our conference so now we have to figure out <clears throat> who's going to be on the section team and right. Dawson and Max have uh, have have definitely figured that out they're going to be on it uh, and and then we have four more spots um, you know a lot of years, we have one or two spots that we have sort of open and there's been three to five players play their way into that team. But uh, this year we have literally a half a dozen kids that are within one stroke of each other on their season stroke average. And so, um, you know, any combination of those six kids, we're going to be a strong team. It's not that they're their averages are high their averages are between 79 and 80 and a half you know and they're all right there and it's it's been a great year and any combination of kids on any given day we can score and be very very competitive that's yeah that's great that's good depth for sure if you put uh just pick a number so you you six guys will play and four guys will count if you put four seventy nines on the board, is that uh, how's that for a day's work for you, Brian? For your guys? Well, <laughs> it wouldn't be bad, but it would not win. Yeah, um, yeah. 
it, it, you know, it's funny. I, I, I ran into a bunch of former players on the golf course last night during their Thursday night league, anywhere from Justin Heitkamp way back to him and um, Jared Hoppy and, sure. and, and all, all kinds of other kids. And, and Jimmy Bender, we were talking about, they were asking about team scores that I said, well, back in your day, if you had four kids that broke 80, like you just said, and shot like 316 to 320, yeah. that's a pretty good day. But uh, it's changed, and scores are a lot lower. And to be and to be competitive, you've got to be close to that 300 mark or under. That's where those and 65s so, come in handy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if you have a kid that shoots that, boy, if you get uh, three other kids that can get it into the 75 range, um, then yeah, now now you're right in with with the best of them and. Um, there are some Metro teams, though, that are even at a different level than that. They're literally shooting under par as a team in most of their events. So, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're looking forward to our section. We are competitive. We've got a great chance. But we're, we're fourth when it comes to looking at season average over the last five meets is kind of how we do the seeding. Sure. And uh, we're, we're fourth seed with a 305 average, and that's, that's pretty good, you know. Yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is going to come in at a two ninety nine, and Sartell um, is in at a three hundred three, and then we have Moorhead, and they're they're with a three hundred two. So, you know, those four teams were within five, five or six strokes of each other. Anything can happen, and and if we have a good day, you know, um, we're looking at um, you know either top team or or right there you know right there in the mix so that's what we're hoping for you've had some guys go low this year i've seen uh, some stories ringler was in the like a 68 i believe one meet if i if i remember reading the paper correctly yeah so <clears throat> he shot uh, three under par and on our dutch course at, at the legacy he had never broken par um in any high school meet he had on his own but never done it in high school competition so that was a that was a big deal for him, and and going three under par um, helped us. We did get nipped by by Moorhead by just a couple strokes that day, uh, but he was medalist and followed that up with a Virginia medalist in uh, on a two day meet that 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 same weekend. Nice and yeah, and so it's it's been a lot of fun watching him sort of reach those hurdles and go over them and and uh, with with a lot of leadership and 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 max is right there as well it's been it's been really fun to see them succeed all right and what's the schedule how's the schedule layout for you coach well yeah we uh we have this long weekend and and uh i'm going to meet with them sometime monday afternoon and sort of make sure that everybody is ready to roll uh that's coming after today's final qualifying and uh so we'll have our team figured out at the end of this evening and then uh, we'll have a meeting on monday and leave uh tuesday morning we have a noon shotgun start at rich springs in uh, cold spring recory uh, school district um and so noon shotgun it'll be four to five hours by the time we're out of there and we're, we'll be coming home and and then uh, leaving early Wednesday morning for day two, and that uh, that begins two times around 9 a.m. And 
when that's finished, maybe, you know, maybe we're there as a team. If not, maybe we have some qualifiers, but you know, it's golf and anything can happen. Uh, we're just, we're going to play our hardest and, and do our best. So from Rich Springs, if any of the guys make it, where's the state tournament, Brian? Yeah. State tournament is for AAA golf uh, is held at, uh, uh, at Bunker Hills and that's boys and girls. And so, uh, this year, I think the girls go off first in the morning and boys will be in the afternoon. And so that's a two day meet. We go down Monday for a practice round and then, uh, stay down there for the banquet Monday night that we would play Tuesday afternoon. And then, uh, final day would be Wednesday afternoon. Nice. And we've had up to three players. We, we haven't qualified as a team, but it seems like we always get one or two. One year we had three. Uh, we've been that close, Mackie, and, and we're yeah. hoping that this year is this year's the one. That's what we've been building for the entire season. Good, good. I love the depth. That means uh, you got some sticks coming back too probably, huh? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, we're graduating three seniors, and our top two players with Max and Dawson, uh, they are headed to a, a kind of a cool golf program in college. Um, uh, Keegan Davidge is going to be doing the same, and he, those three made up our captains this year, and so we're going to miss them. They've been great leaders. They've been um, uh, really fun to be around and, and shown a lot of maturity, and, um, you know, Dawson and Max have really taken their game to a, a different level, and and uh, and we're hoping that that Keegan can slide in there as well uh, through the qualifier here today. And, and then, um, you know, after they leave, we still have, we have a large group of, of juniors. We have some, some ninth graders, uh, even an eighth grader that uh, actually a seventh grader that joined us this year. So um, <laughs> yeah. we've got some kids coming up, you know, it, it always kind of seems to, to happen where you're going to, you're going to miss your seniors, but Somebody's there to step right in, and that's um, that's kind of a cool thing. Exciting time of year, Coach. Good luck to you with the section, and then uh, hopefully good luck at State as well. Much appreciated. Uh, we'll take all the luck we can get. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> On top of the skill, it's always good to be lucky too, right, with a bounce <laughs> here and there. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. All right, thanks for taking the time, Brian. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Head coach Brian Wallace, Brainerd Warrior Boys High School Golf Team. Sections coming up and then hopefully state for some of the guys. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Also now at 105.1 FM. And at lakeswoodsandirons.com. You can find us there as well. Also on podcasts. Wherever your podcasts are sold, you can find us at Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Uh, This segment brought your way by Holiday Stores on Mill Avenue, Cross Lake, and Excelsior Road, now next to Cub Foods in Baxter. Also, Shannon's Auto Body with a new location in uh, Brainerd to better serve their customers and a grand opening coming up in June for Shannon's Auto Body's new location. Chris, we wanted to talk about uh, the PGA a little more and and, uh, Michael Block... Um, just a terrific story. I mean, it was just Cinderella all weekend long with the guy. He never went away, and he never uh, – his attitude was so great. And, and then mix in an ace on, like, the 69th hole of the tournament on yeah. – <laughs> just, just unbelievable. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, it was, it, was, it was a great story before the ace, and just his whole attitude, you know, throughout the tournament was so, was so good. But, you know, I mean, he, he just adds to it with, with making a, a hole-in-one on, on 16th hole, and then, then the, the up-and-down he made on 18 was I mean, you know, absolutely world class. Yeah, and uh, not not only was it secured him, you know, finishing fifteenth, which gets him an exemption in the next year's tournament, as well as you know some other things. But it was just it, it was it was so much fun to watch, and I, I just thought his his interviews throughout throughout the week were were outstanding, and there were so many great takeaways. You know, just how he you know, the way he was managing his, his expectations and, uh, you know, his confidence was building throughout the week, but, uh, he was just taking the attitude, you know, he didn't have anything to lose. Um, and he was having fun with it. And, um, it just, it, it was just listening to him following his rounds was, uh, was highly entertaining and you could learn a lot. Yeah, quite an example of, uh, if you want to get into the profession of golf, how you should maybe hold yourself when you're in, uh, when you're in the, not only in the spotlight, it just, he comes across that he's like that all the time. So, and then he is actually able to carry it into all aspects of his life, even when he's under probably the most pressure he's ever been under and he still just maintains. It was, it was something to see. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, golf is such a romantic game anyway, but uh, you know, you get uh, those type of storylines, and it just adds to it. Yeah, such a feel-good story. Yeah, no, no question. And the tournament always is. Uh, I mean, you teach it all the time. You you, you can only play the next shot uh, on the course, and once in a while, the even the best in the world have shots get away. And they have to recover right away. We saw the kind of incredibly bad luck that Corey Connors and Victor Hovland had. We talked a little bit about that. And uh, Brooks even on the looked like he was going to run away and hide, and then Hovland came right back. It was uh, within one. It was three shots, and then it was one shot on a two-shot swing, which happens, of course, in golf fairly regularly. And uh, the guys, the guys just move on and don't get affected it's incredible really no you know as difficult as that golf course was uh a two or three shot lead is nothing because uh there's just there's a double around every corner and um you know if kepka if kepka makes a, a bogey or a double bogey and hovland makes birdie you know all of a sudden it's a whole different uh different golf tournament so i i had talked to uh our guest last week, uh, uh, Brian Jacobs, uh, over the weekend and or on Sunday, and and he said, you know, if the golf course wouldn't have been so, if they wouldn't have gotten the rain on Saturday and the golf course would have stayed firm, he said Sunday he don't, doesn't think there would have been a player that shot underneath par. But that softening up the golf course, the ball didn't roll out as much, so it didn't roll into the into the rough like it, it had been. And uh, he said the golf course probably played. You know, four or five shots easier Sunday than it would have if it were firm. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, excellent timing to get Michael on from the from the basically the event last week. That was fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that was great. 
He's a another great reminder, I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, to play like Michael Block is one thing, but clearly Jacob's attitude uh, uh, was very similar as a PGA professional, the way he carries himself and sense of humor and and uh, trying to bring the game to uh, uh, some some young people who aren't exposed to it as much. He talked quite a bit about that. So a lot to be proud of yeah, in the golf profession, Chris. A lot of good things happen because of the game of golf. So pretty fortunate. I just wish I knew a couple good guys in radio. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know one for, for sure, man. <laughs> All right, Katie's home and uh, and uh, adjusting to uh, summer life again. Yep, she uh, entered her summer routine and schedule for a few days here and getting ready to start me start helping me with my junior programs and getting ready for her summer summer tournaments and an internship she's doing. So it's uh, good. Uh, we're we're life is uh, I feel like the the world is tilted in the right direction <laughs> we had some nice performances at uh, the section boys and girls meet Dawson Ringler was playing well the last I looked and uh, and Izzy Olson won on the girls side against a pretty good field yeah very nice win for Izzy she's she's worked very hard on her game with Ryan Sharp and uh, uh, a great win for her so hopefully she continues that uh, that great play into the state tournament yeah, yeah, pretty extraordinary story. Been in state tournaments she was since she was in the eighth grade in different sports. <laughs> yeah, impressive. And now on to the Air Force Academy. That's not bad. Go yeah. fly some jets. No. Or is it Navy? Yeah, I think it's the Air Force. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chris, thank you, my friend. Thank you, Mac. Appreciate it. That's Chris Foley. I'm Colin McDonald. You've been listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ.